This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. The World Conference Against Racism that took place in Durban in 2001 rocked the Jewish world. A conference intended to fight racism turned into a racist attack against Jews. While the liberal world watched in horror, Durban-born Mary Kluck was in the thick of things. Based at the Jewish Board of Deputies, she was in charge of international jury. Mary was one of the participants of a recently held webinar between the Jewish Board of Deputies and the Jewish Report that looked at how the World Conference Against Racism, in fact, spawned anti-Semitism. Mary joins me now to tell me more. Mary, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Sharice. Thanks for having me. I forgot to admit that you are the president of the Jewish Board of Deputies, and certainly it's been 20 years of communal involvement. How do you see things have changed since that World Conference Against Racism? Well, I suppose I've changed. I've grown. But, you know, in terms of my first real responsibility in Jewish leadership was the World Conference Against Racism, which was happening in Durban. There was quite a lot of excitement, in fact, about this Durban being, you know, quite a, a backwater in terms of Jewish size, you know, the size of a Jewish community and the fact that we were going to host world Jewry and Jews from the global community, both in leadership and those activists, was really exciting. And we had created this wonderful space. We have a unique situation in Durban where the Durban Jewish Club is probably the envy of most Jewish communities globally. We have our own facilities and our own space and seldom require to rent any space in hotels and other and other venues, which is unusual for a Jewish community. Whenever we have conferences or smachot or, or whatever it is, we have this amazing facility. So there it was. And down the road, literally 500 meters, was the International Convention Center and the non-governmental conference that was being hosted just prior to the government conference was the NGO conference, which was being held at a stadium not far from from the Jewish club as well. So what's changed since then, Sharice, is I've grown a lot in my role and commitment to Jewish leadership. But also I think the South African Jewish Board of Deputies on a regional and particularly on a national level has garnered an extraordinary team of professionals, including yourself, as well as talents and wisdom and resources that I feel absolutely secure and confident that we would it would be highly unlikely, if near impossible, to be caught off guard as we were then. And as much as the sentiment towards Jews might not have changed considerably that much, you know, anti-Semitism, regrettably, is, a, is an age-old hatred. So whether or not in 20 years, hearts and minds are of civil society have shifted as much as we would have liked is questionable. But we, in terms of being able to be proactive as well as reactive, are different organization, I believe. We watched in horror at the unfolding events that took place. I remember I was a researcher and I was reading about the protocols of the elders of Zion being sold in the streets, visuals of, you know, protesters, Hitler didn't finish the job, you know, Zionism is racism, all those kinds of things. I was horrified myself. What was it like to be in the thick of things? I guess these words are such cliches, but surreal comes to mind. It it was so unexpected. As I say, there is me 
20 years ago, very excited that I am now Rosh in charge of the Durban Jewish Club, which going to where we're going to play host to the movers and shakers of the Jewish world, literally, and really excited about planning an events where the Israeli ambassador will address our community. We were trying to involve our own local Jewish community in the excitement of these events as much as possible. We had a Shabbat dinner where we were, you know, hosting everybody and people spoke about being there. And and then all of a sudden, all of that turned into a nightmare. The streets where I grew up and walked most of my life were suddenly, as I say, people were distributing the protocols, distributing in those days, social media wasn't a thing. So people were handing out pamphlets with these disgusting cartoons about Hitler not having done a good enough job. And suddenly these safe haven of my childhood had become a place of hatred towards me and my my fellow Jewish community and my fellow Jews. And I have a reasonably big network of of non-Jewish people in in Durban who I would go up to and speak to and phone and say, do you know anything about Zionism? What are you thinking? And they would say they had no idea what it's all about. And yet it was vicious and virulent. And it felt so vulnerable. The vulnerability was coupled with fear of what had happened without us knowing how it happened. So it was suddenly all of these lovely activities that we had planned at the club and all of these social opportunities as well as networking opportunities for our community and for the broader Jewish community globally to to network turned into a a working environment. We literally, and when I say Sharice, literally 24 hours a day, right through the night, suddenly where we were confronted with T-shirts that Israel is is apartheid, suddenly we're working through the night to use all our contacts to get T-shirts printed to share our message. And, I mean, we've laughed about these T-shirts where we saw them on the streets of Durban for years and years afterward. Everybody's domestic had one, and that was walk, you know, and it was it brought a smile to our faces in in a raw kind of way. But suddenly we were required to provide material, our response, sadly, we weren't prepared. So through the night, we were delivering designs. And the the world of internet wasn't what it was today. You couldn't email a designer and say, right, we'll collect tomorrow. We were literally driving and making sure that the material that was needed to provide a response, and then also to figure out, are we going to respond in an aggressive, ugly tone that we'd been confronted with? And it was decided that we would then go to every flower seller and buy up every bunch of flowers and distribute flowers to bring a different message. So it was not only thinking of ideas, but executing ideas. And this was now Monday, suddenly Tuesday, then it's when, you know, it was that kind of atmosphere. So there was fervor, a panic, and yet amazing chavashaft and sense of belonging and sense of togetherness and that we were confronting this together. As you say, I'm a direct result of the World Conference Against Racism. Directly because of that, I came to work with the Board of Deputies. And my first conference, international conference that I attended, was the World Conference Against Sustainable Development. I'm not sure if you remember yes, that. Yes, and, yes. and while you talked, it kind of brings back memories to me because it was, again, world jury coming together to fight the fight and, you know, again, the T-shirts and plans. And those were a little bit prior to the, the sustainable yes. development. We were much more on top of what might happen. 
<laughs> yes, yes. And all that was planned months yeah. in advance, in yeah. fact, and, 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 and it didn't deteriorate. There were moments, I mean, yes, exactly. when there were protests and fights and, and all the rest, but kind of spirit that you described in terms of uniting global jury in mm-hmm. people coming together with a sense of purpose, with a sense of, you know, how are we going to fight that? And, and, you know, that kind of, you know, I think at that uh, webinar, you know, Owen Carter said he literally aged, you know, he's went home and his wife said, you look different. Um, but I also remember Mark Pazniak talking about hearing Hebrew and meeting the head of Wujas and becoming at, at some sense part of an international Jewish group that must have also brought its own excitement and sense of solidarity. As I say, you, when only really, well, for me, I only really clearly understood what I'd experienced some months afterwards. It's almost whilst you're living it, it's so reactive and so, well, everybody's now, I mean, on a practical level, I'm supposed to be in charge of this facility where we are catering for dinner and everyone's going to go home at 10 o'clock. Now I've got to provide food for everybody through the night and hot drinks. And so there were a whole sort of like crazy, silly logistical things that we are now going to be, nobody's going back to their hotel other than to grab a shower and a few hours if they could, because there's real, real work to be done. And we, you know, it was commiserating with one another and spending hours painstaking over interrogating resolutions that were proposed letter by letter. So there were those groups of intellectuals and and researchers who were involved with that. There were those who were involved with designing, planning T-shirts. There were the student groups, the logistics of how were we going to now transport the students to be able to do. So the sense of that experience was so conflicting because on the one hand, there was genuine excitement at being able to do something and to be part of something so extraordinary. And yet, if you spent too long thinking about what we were actually doing and what we were fighting, the core of it was so depressing and so tough. Not long after the Shoah, here we were in the thick of a real fight that seemed inconceivable. Mary, this also came through from the webinar is the trauma that people experienced. I knew it was horrible and I knew it must have been really upsetting. But I didn't realize, firstly, the the physical threat against Jews in Durban. And secondly, the trauma that many who participated probably haven't dealt with possibly right until now, which is in a way, the right time to start dealing with trauma 20 years later. I certainly, my stomach was in a knot at that webinar. It felt so like we were reliving it in a way that was, as you say, thankfully far enough away to be able to deal with it. But I mean, one of the things that Tamar mentioned, Tamar Lazarus, you spoke at the, and she was very much, as was Mark, in the thick, I was very much in the logistics side, and they were very much at the coalface. And Tamar was physically assaulted and laid a charge. I know she didn't say so at the time, but she had to physically go to the police station and lay a charge because it did get to that. And, you know, fellow South Africans turned on us. That is, and afterwards, a number of us would get together for coffee and start to say, you know, people would say, well, when you go to the NEC meeting, can you give a report on the World Conference Against Racism? And you think, oh, waste of time. Try and explain to anybody what we've actually been through is impossible, mostly because it was so unexpected, because there'd been this real sense of excitement about confronting racism. And and for so many different organizations and different communities around the globe, their plot was completely marginalized and, and taken off the table. And and the hatred and the hate fest 
that started as a, a hatred towards Zionists, and we all know where that's gone, was frontline and center, where so many activist groups and organizations who came with the real wrenching cause must have gone home feeling cheated and completely and utterly marginalized. I think it was a totally unsatisfactory outcome for everybody, you know. And, and I think when we reflect on where we've come in the last 20 years, we've come a long way, but we've also understood that Durban was the beginning. Durban was, as you say, it spawned anti-Semitism on a different level, and it felt like we let the genie out the bottle, or the, the you know, people suddenly had permission, and it felt like it was a vengeance that had been brewing that we had naively not identified. Our time is actually up, and it's literally flown by. But if anybody would like to watch that webinar, it is on the Jewish Board of Deputies social media pages. Um, if you're wanting to know what we're referring to and we refer to uh, Owen Cutler and Mar Lazarus and Mark Pozniak, please go and watch that video. It, it, it really was it, um, quite an insightful and therapeutic, I thought, as well, possibly, um, webinar that, that kind of looked at that. We haven't really done that in, in since... Wackard 2001. So it really is worthwhile watching. Mary, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you as always. Mary Clock is the president of the Jewish Board of Deputies as well as national director of a Durban Holocaust and Genocide Center.